FCS Fans Nation, Jamie Williams here with you. First time in a few weeks that I've been able to get together to do this Top 25 Weekly Review. Uh, we know, life gets in the way sometimes, and what can you do? So, I haven't been able to do this for a couple weeks, so we won't have the ups and downs and where everybody moved to, but we'll look at this week's Top 25, and then I've got a little something else for everybody that I hope you will like at the end, just to talk about a few of the teams. Um, but we're going to kick right into my Top 25 Review uh, if you saw my ballot on Monday, uh, here it is uh, again. We'll start right at the top of South Dakota State. They look like the best team right now, the most complete team. Um, another big win over Indiana State uh, took care of that. They've only got two games left. Uh, unfortunately, they have a bye the last week of the season. Uh, so if they keep winning, they're going to have two straight weeks off. Uh, we'll see if that hurts them down the road uh, in the playoffs. Most likely not. I think their first round, their first opponent in the playoffs, if they once they're seeded, will be a team that, that they'll be clearly better than and, and can overcome any rust. Uh, but right now they're the number one team. Hot on their heels, Sacramento State. Kind of finally got a couple of uh, quality wins with Montana, Weber, Idaho. Um, might have, I think I've got that uh, order of, of wins off. Yeah, they have not played Weber. They play Weber this week, which will tell us a lot. Uh, so there's my first mistake of the day. Uh, but Idaho, they got way up and let Idaho back into the game only to have uh, Asher O'Hara plunge in with a minute and a half left. So they stay at the number two. Uh, and that is a week after they had to come back against Montana. So a little bit of inconsistency there, some turnover problems. But at the end of the day, undefeated completely, including an FBS win. Montana State, number three, stayed right where they are. They took the week off. Uh, not a whole lot of change in the top. Uh, here, um, Actually, these 25 teams are the exact same 25 teams that I had last week. Um, just the teams that lost were in the middle of the ba- in the middle and the back lost to teams that were, were better than them. So they didn't fall that far. Uh, Montana State happened to be off, so they didn't have to uh, battle. They just retained the number three slot. Uh, Weaver State at number four uh, picked up a win for them. So they continue to... Uh, sit in the four side. North Dakota State picked up a win over Illinois State. And the Bison aren't exactly showing that dominant normal Bison football that you see, but they still only allowed seven. They're still running the ball. They're still North Dakota State, but they're not quite to the level we've expected over the years. And number five seems about right for them. Uh, Incarnate Word at number six, they beat Texas A&M Commerce, only allowing seven points, rushing for 300 yards, showed a little bit more balance. Lindsey Scott threw for 282, which seems like a bad game for him, but that's a win. Uh, so this team is looking like they could potentially impact the seeds if they went out. Uh, that loss to Southeastern Louisiana may wind up hurting hurting them, but as you will see later, I do have SLU ranked, so it's not a bad loss, but uh, we'll see how that impacts them down the road. Uh, these next two had a couple of exciting games this week. Number seven, Holy Cross. Runs a two-point conversion in overtime to defeat Fordham 53-52. Matt Sluka, huge, huge game. Holy Cross remains undefeated and puts a FCS blemish on Fordham. That was a phenomenal game. And then William & Mary. Tribe held the lead most of the game against Rhode Island. The Rams scored on the last play of the game, make it 31-30. So Coach Fleming decides to go for the win, which you'll hear from me a lot. I love going for the win. Just didn't work out, unfortunately. Uh, for the Rhode Island, and William Mary picks up the win and remains in my top 10 and really looking like they could get a seed if they can win out because 
because they do have a couple of tougher games coming up. They play Villanova, who's down a little bit, but uh, still always a tough matchup. They play Richmond at the end of the year, which could really be for, for something. So that could be a huge one. Number nine, Samford just keeps winning unbeaten against the FCS. I way wrong on this one, way wrong on Samford. All they do is win. Uh, they still got a couple of tough SOCON games and you'll see the SOCON teams are kind of packed tightly here between nine and 15. The top four of them, there's four really good teams and four bad teams. Uh, the only thing they these SOCON teams need to make sure they do, don't lose to one of the bottom four. Because right now they deserve four bids. They're probably going to wind up with three because somebody's going to get beat up by as they play this round robin at the top. But if you lose to one of those bottom four, that's really going to hurt your playoff uh, aspirations. At number 11, just outside, Jackson State continues to just run rough shot through the swag. They're going to continue to do so. And then they're probably going to right their wrong from last year and win the Celebration Bowl. Coach Prime has the team rolling. They just came off of an awesome presentation of college game day. Uh, really showed their school, showed their pride, and showed the FCS well. So congratulations to Jackson State on that. They sit at number 11 in my rankings. Idaho at 12 didn't move. They lost by three to Sacramento State, a game they fought back in, took the lead. Uh, but I didn't see anything that should have dropped them. Um, and I completely skipped over number 10. Like, I was talking about sleeping on somebody. My team of the week. I completely missed my team of the week at 10, Furman. Got to talking about Sanford and got so excited about the college game day, I forgot about Furman. Huge win. We, everybody thought Chattanooga was the team in the SoCon after uh, easily beating Mercer. The next week, they go to Furman, and the Paladins handle them. So I raced Furman all the way up to the top 10. Uh, they deserve it. They lost to Clemson and only allowed 33 points. So Furman will continue to be heard from. Uh, so look out for the Paladins. If they went out, they will have an argument for a seed. So you'll wind up seeing teams will start kind of cannibalizing themselves, and the seeds will come into focus. But we still could wind up with 10, 11 teams that have arguments for the seeds at the end of the year. Still quite a few teams that uh, haven't lost against FCS competition. Uh, speaking of the team that Furman beat, which made me realize I missed number 10, number 13, Chattanooga. Um, Alan Ford didn't play. Uh, so did, how big did that impact them? I mean, that's their best running back. He's a top running back to me in the FCS. Full uh Full power Chattanooga might have won that game, so I didn't drop them a, a bunch. Uh, they were seven, took them down to thirteen, uh, but they have the, the chance to fight back, and uh, I believe they still have Sanford to play on the schedule, so they can win that game. They can put themselves right back in that conference title discussion. Number fourteen, quietly, Richmond sits tied with William Mary for second in the CAA. I did pick Richmond to win the CAA at the beginning of the year, and guess what? If they win out, they're going to do it. And it's not going to be an easy road because it's all ranked teams. They play New Hampshire this week. They go to Delaware. And they play William & Mary at home to end the season. And uh, that standard game at the end of the year. So if Richmond wins those three, they will earn the CAA auto bid and could sneak into the seeds. Uh, haven't been extremely impressive. Uh, no real signature wins, but they're going to have a chance to get a few here coming up. Mercer bounced back from their loss with a win. Uh, still a really solid team, in my opinion. 15 seems right about where they need to be at the moment. Uh, so, again, they can factor in. Uh, we say that about these top four SOCON teams. They can all factor in. Number 16, speaking of quiet, 
New Hampshire. Beats Elon this week, so that's finally getting a win over a ranked team, but they're unbeaten in CAA play. So look out for New Hampshire. They have a really bad loss to North Carolina Central, which has kept people from really thinking of them as a, as a top team. And Central looks pretty good, but they, they suffered a loss a couple weeks ago. So uh, that does hinder New Hampshire's ability to rise too far in these rankings right now. And right behind them, uh, Elon, the team that they beat. We had thought Elon had been left for dead after um, a couple of weeks, and Elon bounced back and beats Delaware this past week. So you see a bunch of CAA teams sitting right here in the middle. I don't think there's anybody elite that's going to challenge for the semifinals, but the CAA has a bunch of really good teams, and, and we're not done talking about CAA teams. As we'll move on to number 18, Delaware. Again, they lost to Elon. They've lost to William & Mary. So they do need to kind of step up and and get a bigger win. They probably need to beat Richmond. Um, they beat Rhode Island. But Nolan Henderson, I know, is banged up, so I know that might have impacted him a little bit, but he played. So if you play, you got to make an impact. And they lost to Elon, and the offense was not moving the ball at all. I've noticed they've had some problems in the red zone this year. I noticed it when I went to the game with them against William & Mary. They kind of scuffled a little bit once they got down to the red zone. So Delaware's got some things to work out. Number 19, North Dakota hanging on to the bubble they're gonna have to win uh, maybe not win out uh, but they've got to have some solid performances here on out and it would really help if they could beat north dakota state to end the year uh, but they're certainly on the bubble um, i think a lot of people think there are only two missouri valley teams that deserve playoff bids but they're probably going to get a third and right now north dakota seems to be that team that's in that third spot to be able to sit there and take that spot at number 20 southeast missouri state uh, they lost to Eastern Kentucky this past weekend, and while it didn't hurt them in their conference standings, they could still win the OVC. It does hurt their chances for an at-large if it goes to a tiebreaker with UT Martin and they don't win the auto bid for the OVC. They could be left out because they really needed that win uh, to really solidify themselves. Now they still have a win over Southern Illinois, which is a ranked at the time win. Southern Illinois, very Jekyll and Hyde, so we don't know what they are. But Southeast Missouri State has done a a little bit more than some of these other other teams that'll be in the bubble. So right now they're probably at the top of the bubble, but I, and I think I would probably have them in. And I hadn't really looked at my uh, bracket uh, tology for myself here in a few weeks. Maybe I'll do that next week. Uh, but Southeast Missouri State's going to be one of those teams that gets talked about, especially if they lose whatever tiebreaker, which I believe is a coin flip against UT Martin. Southeast Louisiana at twenty-one, uh, they suffered the loss to Texas. A&M Commerce, and that's not a good win. And I know Commerce, people think it's going to be good, and they probably will be, and they look pretty good, but you can't lose to a transitioning team. As of right now, they're sitting at the top because of their win against Incarnate Word, and I do not know if there's a three-way tie that Commerce is involved in, if that matters, or if Commerce just doesn't matter in the tiebreaker. So coming down to the Southland uh, auto bid is going to be very interesting. At 22, we have Princeton. I have finally put an Ivy League team in my top 25. It's hard to deny what Princeton is doing. They're only allowing 11 points a game, scoring 31, and they're 7-0, beating everybody easily. So they deserve a spot in the top 25 here. At 23, I couldn't take Montana out. I know they've got three straight losses, and I know those are the three good teams on their schedule. They're still a pretty good football team, so I'm going to keep them in here one more week, see what happens, but they've got to really start putting it together and 
they might have to win the Brawl of the Wild to get in the playoffs. Although, to win the next two weeks, that is seven wins, which for a Big Sky team usually will get you in. But Montana might want to try to not leave that to chance. At 24, Rhode Island, that's, they're probably at the bottom of the bubble right now. They need to, to find a, a, another win somewhere. Uh, losing to William and Mary, they went for it. Didn't happen, unfortunately, for them. So, what? Rhode Island stays at 24. I still think they're a 20, top 25 team, and I think they're right on the bubble for the playoffs, and we'll see how they finish the season here. Uh, Fordham, at number 25, could not take them out either. Lost by one point to Holy Cross in a phenomenal game. Scored 52 points. And, of course, their, their problem, they can't stop anybody on defense. Uh, it's fun to watch uh, Tim Demerat play and lead that offense, but eventually the defense has to get a stop. So for now, they're going to sit at 25. They're, again, right on the bubble. I don't know if they can make it, unfortunately, if, if the season were in today. So that's my top 25. I thought I would do something a little bit different this week instead of on second thought, although on second thought we'll be kind of talking through some resume comparisons, which kind of will go back into how I have things ranked and what the playoff committee might look for. So we're going to do a couple of blind, and then we're going to uh, show who the teams are. The first one, Team A, 7-0 against the FCS. Three ranked wins at the time. So at the time they played, three of the teams they played were ranked. Out of the that rest roster now that they played, two teams remain ranked. They lost their FBS game, and they have a massive strength of schedule of six. Team B, unbeaten versus the FCS. Two wins ranked at the time. Two current top 25 teams that they've beaten. They won their FBS game with a strength of schedule of 13. So that's where resumes get get fun and you say, well, ignore the laundry is what I've been saying. So to me, it looks like right now, Team B has a little bit of an edge over Team A. Will that change? Will that stay the same? If they both went out, how does this look? Well, there's still three weeks to find that out. So I'm sure we can figure out very easily who these teams are. So I won't wait long to tell you that we're dealing with South Dakota State and Sacramento State. And right now, this is your battle for the number one seed. Uh, if both teams went out, it's going to be really, really close. Now, South Dakota State only has two games left. Neither team they have to play is ranked. Wait, or I do not believe. I'd have to check that, but I don't think they are. And Sacramento State has one more opportunity. So they would be able to add to that. It's a toss-up. Right now, you could lean Sacramento State. But as you saw in my top 25, I do have South Dakota State as number one. And that's because if I think if these two teams played head-to-head, I think South Dakota State is the better team. Although Sacramento State may have the better resume right now. And they definitely will if they finish the season unbeaten. Uh, just a little start to wet your whistle on these comparisons. I got three more. Uh, here's the next one. Team A is 6-1 and one against the FCS. They haven't got any wins against anybody ranked in top 25 in the past or currently, and they lost their FBS game. Their massive strength of schedule is 26. On the other side, got a record of 6-1. and one. This is the same. Two ranked at the time wins, two still in the top 25. They won their FBS game. But their strength of schedule is 54. So a solid difference in strength of schedule. Is that enough that when you compare these teams that you still would go with Team A over Team B if you're uh, comparing them for the playoffs? And before I flip it, 
think about which team you would have that would have the better resume going for the playoffs. And those teams are North Dakota State is Team A and William & Mary is Team B. Again, laundry. North Dakota State, they've earned the reputation. So you can't say much about that. But if you look at their resume, it's not good. And I know these last two make it look like I'm trying to bang on the Valley, and I'm not. Because, like I said, I still have South Dakota State number one because I think they would win head-to-head. I think South Dakota State is the best team in the FCS. And North Dakota State, I sure as heck don't want to see them in the playoffs if I'm an opposing team, no matter how they're playing. But this just got to show that a team you have to think about, like William & Mary, is still very strong against the FCS. Now, their loss is to Elon, and North Dakota State's is to South Dakota State. So that's another tiebreaker, which could lean in North Dakota State's favor. But overall, who you've beaten resume, it's William & Mary and it's not close. Uh, strength schedule. So it shows how tough resumes are. So, But it also shows North Dakota State's not a three or four seed if William Mary's not a seed. So they're going to be really close to each other right now. And if they both went out, North Dakota State would should add potentially a ranked win, and William Mary would add another one as well. So just a fun little comparison there. Next one. Team A is 6-1 against the FCS. They have one ranked at the time win. That team is no longer in the top 25, and they won their FBS game. Matthew strength of schedule 45. The other kicker is they have one win that is against a non-Division one team. So this is a 7-1 team. So Team B is 7-0. They have a ranked at the time and a current top 25 win. They won their FBS game. And again, a fairly decent discrepancy, 69 in strength of schedule. Now, both of these teams have been talked about for as getting seeds. And Team B is starting to really climb in people's rankings. And Team A is has fallen a little bit, came back. So they're even. That's just why I wanted to compare these two, just because these two teams stood out to me as teams that probably should be considered for seeds and should be like right next to each other. But to me, it feels like Team A is getting a little bit more look for, for a higher seed than Team B. That being Incarnate Word and Holy Cross. And I just think the explosion of Lindsey Scott early in the season has kind of carried the momentum. But Mets, Luca, and Holy Cross have basically done the same thing. So I expect these two teams to come down to the end very close. And I think Holy Cross probably deserves a higher seed than Incarnate Word just because they are undefeated. They have played all Division One competition, and unfortunately that Faulkner game for Incarnate Word could hold them down and maybe even keep them out of the top eight seeds. Excuse me. And I got one more for you. Two undefeated teams. Neither one of them has a ranked win. Neither one of them has an FBS win or even an FBS game. And their Massey strength of schedules are 113 and 112. However, one team really has gotten a lot of, lot of run, and the other team doesn't get as much. And they're pretty far apart in the rankings. And we're talking about Jackson State and Princeton. So if you tell me that Jackson State is a top 5-10 team, and a lot of people think they're a top 10 team, but you tell me that Princeton's a 21-25, to how are you justifying that? Now, I do think, again, I would always have Jackson State higher than Princeton. The talent level you can see is different. They score more. They allow less. But shouldn't they both be more close together in the rankings and this is me too i've got them at 11 and 22 shouldn't i potentially have them at 14 and 15 
and that's the kind of thing that opened my eyes when I start looking at blind resume, which I did on Twitter a few weeks ago, as compared to just looking at the teams, the laundry, as I say. So if you really just look at resumes and don't look at the laundry, you could really get a different look at what these teams actually are. And I don't think my top 25 is off. I don't think the stats top 25 is off. I think the committee is going to do a great job. But just wanted to present a few resume comparisons just to show how our biases towards or against certain teams help and hurt where we slot them in our, our ballots and when we think about the playoffs. And it's inherent. It's not going to go away. If you're on the East Coast, you're going to lean towards a CA team over a Big Sky team. If you're out West, you're going to say, oh, this Big Sky team is way better. And, you know, you could look at blind resume and figure it out. And blind resume is not the always all be all end all either because you got to have the eye test. Think of these two teams right here, Jackson State and Princeton. Everything's the same, but you can see Jackson State's just a bit better than Princeton offensively and defensively, but they're similar teams. So just something to think about as you go on through the last three weeks of the season. We're looking for another great weekend this week. Hopefully I'll be back to do another top 25. Maybe I'll put a bracketology out next week. We'll see. Let me know what you want to see down in the in the comments. Please subscribe. Listen to all of this FCS Fans Nation podcast that we have. We've got nine or ten now. You know, listen to one or two throughout the day. Break them up as you want. But if you want some good quality content, come to us. We're here do that again hit the comments let me know what you think let me know your thoughts as for now we move on to this week's and all we can say is boo thank you for listening to the fcs fans nation podcast make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on your preferred listening platform whether it's apple spotify google or even youtube and make sure to follow our fcs fans nation social media pages on facebook twitter and instagram Thank you for listening to the premier podcast for FCS football. Boom.